Hey everybody, welcome to The Sith Dominion on Geek News Now Official on YouTube. We are really excited to be here today. Thank you all for voting, first of all, okay? Uh, just, I, I, it was awesome to see some feedback uh, from last week. And we're going to continue the conversation about the Night Sisters, the Witches of Darth Mears, or Dathomir. So later, later. But first, let me introduce my, I would say, semi-regular co-host at this point. Um, Zane, Zane Martin, say hello to everybody. Hello, how how's been? it going, y'all? What have you been doing this week? Um, I had a big gig out in Wimberley. Yes, you did have a big gig. I got to see that. Yeah, we counted 150, 200 people there. Yeah, it was pretty sick. It was a good job. Also, you know, I, you know, playing for tips. Like I, I was like, I was gonna rob you whenever you were, <laughs> when you were going back to your car. I was just gonna take your wad because that chunk of that, that was, was awesome. It was all ones. <laughs> I was like, I need money for it was lunch. All ones. Yeah. So that well, was a great show, Zane. Thank you. Great. Um, tonight we also have Mike from uh, Geek News Now. He's one of our social guys and more. Uh, he comes from a, a nerdy place of of goodness from everything from potter world to uh lor to i mean you name it star wars of course uh he does stuff for our tiktok page and other socials i just there's so much man and i'll let you get into it but mike thank you thank you for being on our show today oh absolutely so talk to us a little bit just uh we'll get into you a little later i don't think you realize maybe we were going to talk to you that much but uh just just a heads up am i am i on i mean social media TikTok. what what else do you do for our great organization of gnn um right now i'm like you know i'm still pretty new to the to the social group um i basically i've been friends with uh cam who does cam in focus Mm -hmm. uh, and the big man himself, David uh, Gramillion. I've been friends with them for years. I don't even remember how I got to be friends with them or how I started following Geek News now, but I've been following from like since like 2019, 2020. Like, so I just remember seeing a post that Cam shared one day saying that, uh, you know, they were looking for people that wanted to join the social group. I was like, dude, sign me up. Let's go, you know? And I'd actually. Yeah. Yes, I'd actually guest starred on. I guess starred, but you know, I was I was a guest on. Um, what was it? Uh, oh no, great part. Um, Cantina Happy Hour. That was it. Oh, I was on yes. a I was on an episode of Cantina Happy Hour when they were going over the Kenobi series. Um, uh, that's my buddy there, <laughs> Malik. Alucard has been my like my uh gamer tag for years now so that's uh awesome. that's what that's about um so yeah i'm also an anime nerd um so you know and i just you know i was like you know i really want to get more into this like this seems like a lot of fun so i was like you know bro sign me up so he got me in contact with david who got me in contact with debbie at the top who was running everything at the time uh, and she was basically like, so you want to do Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok? And I was like, TikTok. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Because <laughs> that seems like a lot. Like, I can do a lot with TikTok with a very minimal uh, very minimal brain power most of the mm -hmm. time. Sometimes I do have to actually think about it. But it's usually just, you know, 
sure. throwing up videos and promoting shows like this. I actually uh, about a half an hour before, uh, about half an hour ago, I actually posted a video saying, "Hey, come check us out. I'm going to be there." And uh, yeah, heck yeah. We'll, we'll we'll circle back here in a little while uh, and get a little deeper into your fandom and geekness uh, because that's what okay. we're about. <laughs> so always, let's, yeah. Let's so let's start off with the Holonet highlights. So uh, I've been into this whole uh, audio book thing since a, a couple weeks ago. My son's been trying to get me in, into it. Uh, that crazy Zane guy, um, and I I did the Ventress uh, book, the dark disciple book in, you know, three days because I could listen to it. Uh, what a great, what a great story. So I've been looking at what, what I should do next. And I came across, uh, it's not night sister, but we'll talk about it anyway. Cause this is the hollow net, which is our news a couple weeks ago, uh, star Wars inquisitor rise of the red blade was released. And it, it goes through, uh, kind of the, sequence of events for the 13th sister who is uh iscat akaris and iscat akaris started out as a padawan iscat akaris actually fought at the battle of geonosis whenever like all the jedi end up and it's all crazy in the arena she was there um and so there's there's all this crazy stuff in this book and so i've started it but i mean i didn't have time to finish it uh so i wanted to kind of talk about that um to, to lead us into to something, um, the Inquisitors, and and I, I wanted to talk about this in our Hollownet uh, news piece because is it just me or are we going a little Inquisitor crazy in the last eight months to a year? And it, it, it may just me be me. Honestly, I mean. I do think they're really putting a lot more of their chips into the Inquisitors, but I mean, I'm not really minding it that much. It's really cool to see. Oh, you have something to say? No, it's really cool to see. Um, uh, really, all the inner workings of Vader's own little circle. Mm. You know, the ones who were actually getting their hands dirty while Vader was off doing his own. Again, playing loose with the whole rule of two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're right. They had what Kenobi came out, Jedi Survivor had some more, and then now we have the Thirteenth Sister. Mm -hmm. Mike, that's crazy. So I, me personally, I I'm a little behind on the Inquisitor stuff. Um, but the way I look at it is, they they took a risk with Rebels, uh, introducing the Inquisitors. Because obviously there are going to be people who are like, oh, well, that wasn't there before. Why wasn't that ever mentioned before? Why are they adding new stuff? But I think that a lot of people kind of saw the Inquisitors as, okay, well, this is new. Like, people have been wanting new Star Wars, like, new, new Star Wars stuff. Not just, like, a continuation of the story, but, like, new lore, new characters and stuff like that for a long time. And the fact that the Inquisitors are new characters. They're un, you know, at the time they were unknown, you know, uncharted territory, and they were classified under, you know, the favorite characteristics of lightsaber wielders, force users. You know, like that's what people watch. That's what a lot of people watch Star Wars for. I remember being a kid, and I would, you know, I was 
born in like 95. So, you know, like the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in the theater was Phantom Menace. Um, so I remember being a kid and like, it was like the last what half hour of the movie or whatever. And it kept switching back between a lightsaber fight between, you know, the duel of fates fight between, uh, Kenobi mall and Qui-Gon. And then it would cut over to Anakin flying in space. I was like, go back to the fight. <laughs> you know, like that, that's what I, that's what I watched Star Wars for, at least as a kid. Like, obviously sure. I'm a little bit more, I have a bit more taste now. Um, but I think they've seen that enthusiasm from the fans and saying, okay, the Inquisitors, we like that. Like, let's learn more about that. So they've built on and built on, you know, now with Kenobi. Um, I really, really, I actually really liked Riva in that. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, but I, I actually really liked the character of Riva uh, because it showed, like, the hubris of what... Mm surviving order 66 and then choosing to go to the dark side and then thinking, Oh, well, I'm just going to take down Vader from the inside because, and it's like, nah, 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 <laughs> good, good try though. Good, good try. Um, so I really liked that. Um, and then, uh, I have not read the book yet. The, the one about the 13th sister. I've not read that yet. Um, but it is on my to be read list. I have so many Star Wars books on my to be read list because the fact of the matter is, and I'm not proud to say this, I've only ever read one Star Wars book. <gasps> Which one? And that was Darth Darth Plagueis. It's uh, a good one. It is a good. It one. is a good one. It's fantastic. Give me a second. I've got some sort of issue happening. There we go. Let's get some extra light here, Dana. Sorry about that. It's no Timothy Zahn book, but. Timothy James Luceno does a good job. Though. Oh, he does a good job. Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely I, want to see some more of his books. Looking at, to your point, Mike, uh, you know, there, we we do love the the dueling course, and and we love the force wielding, um, and it, I think just growing up for myself, Vader was always more appealing because. He had that touch of darkness, whereas Luke was just the goody boy, and I mean, good for him. I mean, he's needed, you know, yin and yang. Yeah. But, but I just felt that the, the whole story of Anakin was so much deeper. And when I think of Inquisitors, I think of Anakin. I think of someone who had an internal struggle. I think of someone who knows the difference between what the universe is telling them to do or not to do. However. Uh, in the case of Order 66, maybe this is my only choice if I want to survive. And that is something, Mike, I had not thought of for them that they maybe didn't have a choice. Some of them felt like they didn't have a choice. Uh, but, man, right. I am excited about more Inquisitors. means more Dark Side, more Sith, more more lore, more... Oh, and, and of course, this book... More content. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what's going to draw me into this book more is how she manages to go from fighting and you know to save Anakin and Padme and, and Obi-Wan and on Geonosis to being the 13th sister like this is going to be good I can't wait to see it so that was our hollow net for today and I appreciate you guys input because this is this is cool man um we're gonna start talking about the old night sisters uh it's time for the deep side no Dark side, <laughs> dark side deep dive with Dr. Dana. 
So there you I go. Was, so I, I have a job, a right? Dog. A real job. But then I also have like a side gig, and I was just doing uh, a thing for my side gig where I'm, I'm kind of talking about personality and, and whatever and, and my doctorate in leadership, whatever. And uh, and all I kept wanting to do was, hey, guys, if you really want to learn like the good stuff, check out the podcast, Sith Dominion, because we talk about like deep stuff with like Star Wars. And they're like, oh, Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, no, like blah, blah, blah. And I kind of went through some stuff. So I, I was totally pimping the show a while but, but i think this this is so cool that i i don't know that that we can have a conversation outside of this arena about night sisters and that they have some great things that we can learn from um and one of the things uh we'll, we'll talk i guess more about individuals here and there throughout our conversation individuals like mother Towson, uh like talia like ventures we'll touch on her again and of course we'll talk about the brothers and you've got Savage and Maul and all the others in the the Clone or Clone Wars. Is that Rebels? Rebels. Clone Wars. They? Clone Wars. I'm sorry. Uh, but if we start with where did they come from? There's some, uh, I think, back and forth. And I don't know if where you all reside on the history of the Night Sisters, but uh, there's a Jedi that potentially started everything there, um, which caused some. This, which caused the rift between the Jedi and the Night Sisters not trusting the, de the Jedi. Um, and yeah, so there's that. As you there's do. Also, as you do. <laughs> I mean, come on. What did I say last week? Come on, they were going to assassinate. You know, come on, Jedi, terrible, evil people. Um, there's that. There's the matri matriarchal structure of the. And it's a tough word, man. Um, yeah, but you can say patriarch really easily. Yeah, I know. I'm not that guy. So, so when, when, when you look at that, I kind of uh, compare that to uh, Wonder Woman, right? The uh, Amazonian, you get the men are over, you do over there, and that's what Charles job is, and we run, run the show. Um, and then lastly, kind of what, what happened to them and, and their impact on the galaxy, because they, they did, as the Night Sisters, have an impact on the galaxy, whether that was through Mother Talzin and Ventress and, and that group, or the brothers in mall and savage i mean there was i mean mall good god so uh and we got a little piece of art later uh from a concept artist uh that is pretty cool with mall and the night sisters it's really sick so so let's dive in man so when you guys think night sister what's the first thing that pops in your head mike mall <laughs> But that's just because he's my favorite character, and I just associate, like, I know that's where he can't come from. Um, but, okay, if I actually stop and think about it, I'm like, okay, that's a Sog Ventures, that's Mother Talon, that's, you know, like, that's the, the, I always found the Night Sisters very interesting because what they did was not necessarily the Force, but it was something else that was kind of connected to the Force, but wasn't the Force. It was basically magic. Um, and I always found that really cool. And I wish, and maybe I'm, I might be behind, honestly, but I wish I got more information about what exactly it is that they do. Like, what is the, where does the source of their power come from? Is it the force? Is it like the dark side of the force? Or is it more um, like primordial than that? Is it more ethereal? Like, that's, that's something that really interested me. Um, and I could be I could be very behind. They may have explained all of this already, and I've just missed it. 
So uh, I, I know that there's legends in canon, right? And and I I read the courtship of Leia, which is where they were first introduced. Um, and if you're not familiar and you're just now listening to the show, you didn't listen last week. Uh, Han Solo wins a planet in a game of Sabacc and gives it to Leia, who's being courted by some other dude, some other alien dude from another planet using special pheromones and under his spell. I love the book. You can tell. Um, <laughs> it's one of the few I actually read. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he ends up, you know, hey, I, I love you. And here is a planet. Well, now they go to the planet and it's inhabited by these crazy dark side, night sister, Sith, which crazy people. So, yes, I think in, in the legends, it was a planet consumed by the dark. Like it had the dark side, say uh, Mustafar or uh, uh, Dagobah even had dark side, um, especially spots. Uh, but the planet was inherently aligned. And so because the planet was inherently aligned, they also someone's going to call me out and I hope you do and to correct me. Uh, then as depending on what story actually happened, whether it was the Jedi or they formed organically, um, they the book of law book of law was written by the jedi girl i can't remember her name and she uh that was like the book of spells and what to do and how to do this and blah 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 and this is how you do it and so i i was trying to find like if you're familiar with the bounty hunter book or the jedi book or the sith book that were in those yeah you you got one right now uh i do too i got the sith one um where it's like notes in the margin by palpatine and all this I want a Night Sister book, the Book of Law, like this. So if you're listening, Hasbro, whoever has the power, Lucas Arts, make me a Night Sister one, please. So, so pretty sure it would be a Disney Hyperion. God no, yeah, you get the Criterion Collection, and you can wait. What? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> another eighty bucks. So, so what? So, so Zane, when you hear Night Sister, what do you think? Okay, Don't say so, mom. it's already taken. Uh, no, okay. I won't say mom. The very first thing I think of when I hear Night Sisters is on the on the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. There's this event that comes around every so often, which is with the Night Sisters, and you have to destroy the altar, or the stupid zombie Night Sisters keep coming back. Just keep coming. They keep coming back, and and that hatred. Those, <laughs> it, sucks. it sucks. I got you, and I I've been playing that game since it was released. Even today, I played that game, and I don't know what you're talking about. I just auto it now, you know, and have been for about five years autoing that. But that's okay, son. You'll catch up one day. Right, we're at the same level. It's okay. <laughs> it only goes to eighty-five. Um, no, so the Night Sisters can conjure uh, <laughs> certain images imagery in your head. Um, mm -hmm. And I think for me, it, it, it's always been the uh, Clone Wars where you have the Talia piece. And I, because I, she was one that I really was drawn to. And again, just that internal conflict we've talked about on the show before. Uh, it's so human. Right? I know she's not human, whatever. Point is, it's a human thing. We all have conflict. We're all torn. But how do we get past that? How do we get through that? And those decisions that they are making are a great outline of what to or not to do and and i think uh whether the writers you know feloni or whoever like they have that locked in on on what it means to tell a great story in the way of uh making it attainable and uh tactile for 
many viewers and accessible. And they're doing a great job of that with the Night Sisters because you thought of the game, and Mike, you th you thought of Maul, and I'm thinking of Talia. So, score. They're they're doing their job. Um, so the next piece is what. Who, so when we're when we're thinking about the leader, you had Mother Townsend, right, as the matriarch. Uh, but I, if you're familiar with all those characters, you've got Daka also, um, who was more the medicine woman type, I guess, uh, 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 character. And you had, of course, the witch doctor. Yeah, yeah. There you go, the witch doctor. <laughs> of course. Wow, Dana, you're not spot on today. If Mike wasn't here, <laughs> this show would be derailed already. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that when, when you look at their, the legacy of what has been written so far, uh, ev everyone who knows Star Wars knows the Night Sisters. And I think that's, I think that's a good, good job by the writing, writing team. So my question for you is, um, from what you know of the Night Sisters, what is your favorite kind of arc in storytelling? Again, we all three picked different pieces of Night Sisters to, that, that we think of. What's your kind of favorite arc, or how it uh, how it works with the Star Wars? What, what's your favorite piece of that? Either of you? I love how you. <laughs> I mean, I can go first. Go ahead. Um, honestly, I think my favorite arc has that had to do with the Night Sisters in general had nothing to do with the Night Sisters. <laughs> it was this plot line in Rebels. Mm -hmm. where they are sent to whatever planet and i don't even remember what the whole thing was but they get possessed by mm. the uh, night sister spirits mm -hmm. and uh throughout that whole experience they they really clue you in they don't give too much but they clue you in on what had been happening to the night sisters and everything with that and i think it really showed uh the anger that mother talzin had oh. after she was killed yeah, killed. Always yeah. the always bunny ears with <laughs> the Star with Wars. I didn't see her die completely. I can't think of any Jedi that held on to their life force through the Force, but you can do that on the dark side. So why wouldn't you be on the dark side? I mean, it just makes sense that you could hang on. I mean, Scion. Uh, how many times Maul's been brought back and uh, Ventress brought back? I mean, like, why wouldn't you? Brought what? Back. Do it. Who? I'm still convinced that Maul's Palpatine. not dead. Oh man! I'm still convinced that Maul's not dead. I mean, I have to believe it. I have to believe it. I gotta say that was one of my favorite episodes so far that we've that done in our six. Was the Maul episode because he? I can't wait to get to the. See, other. that's the episode. See, that's the episode I should have been in on because I could sit <laughs> here for hours and talk about Maul. So I guess, show, I guess on that show was Matt, and uh, Matt is he hasn't been able to because now we've moved this to a live thing on Tuesdays, and he has something. But uh, he he was like, "Oh, I'm totally down for that one." He hasn't done any shows, but that one he'll make time for because it's Maul. <laughs> but but Maul is special, you know. He he comes from from. Dathmir and uh, he was a slave, whatever. Like how I don't, I, I'm trying to be as PC as I can, but that's that's essentially what the men were, or the the Brotherhood. What they served the Workers. Night Sisters. They were servants. They were servants. Yeah. Servants. And, servants. 
and it that's, wasn't that's, like I'm a, pretty sure it's the PC way to say that. Sure, and it, and it wasn't like oh, you know, this we're being mistreated. Whatever. Like it's just that's just the way it was, and they accepted that. Um, and I, I think Mother Townsend had a great eye for what was to come. I, her 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 foresight, I think, was good in, in the relationships. Not relationships. The alliances that she would form were she knew there was more to it and was prepared for it i think in 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 nearly every case and that's that's one of the things uh that when we start talking about bringing this on the deep dive side bringing it into the real world it's uh i can't remember her name and i'll have to look it up uh give me a second but the ceo of pepsico uh indra nui so when she took over PepsiCo, like this was not like, oh, there's all these women CEOs. No, I mean, she was rare that she ascended to that spot. And when she did, then she made it a point to be very fair and very honest about who her staff was and who she wanted to bring on. And it was really awesome how she she didn't make it a matriarch, but she did bring in more women into the workplace at very high sea level and i thought that was wonderful i think it's a great example of how we can compare to uh mother Towson and the night sisters in a very positive way that no not making uh the, the brotherhood be servant to uh to the night sisters or in the work world uh the management team uh but certainly uh looking out for and keeping close to uh, those folks around you that you know will help you be successful, man or woman, and bring them up. And I, I really think that's the way that the Night Sisters functioned in a, in a very, uh, what's the word, uh, very just and fair way. If you screwed with them, like they, they destroy you. Uh, but if you were fair and you were, uh, and you were just, they were too. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I thought that was cool. Did I miss that? Did we get that whole quote there? Yeah. Yeah. Much like the Amazon cultures. Yeah. We were talking about that just a while ago. Thank you. But oh, what are you pointing down? What are you doing? That's Cat, by the way. <laughs> Mike, what do you think, man? Uh, just looking at, at how the Night Sisters in their org function. I mean, they had their, you know, medicine woman. They had, I mean, they had the positions. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? So. A lot of what I know about the Night Sisters comes more from the Clone Wars uh, TV show. Uh, so, and they, they did touch on that quite a bit, uh, especially with, uh, if I remember correctly, I believe they, when uh, Savage found Maul, like crazed out of his mind with the spider legs attached to him. Um, and like, he, if I remember correctly, Savage brings Maul to Mother Talzin to try and restore his mind. And I really just loved how there was like no questions asked. It was just like, he's one of us, even though, you know, if I remember correct now, I don't know if this is canon or legend, but if I remember correct, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Palpatine took him as like a baby, at least in the book, in the book, he took him as a baby. So like, you know, they've not seen Maul for like 20 years. 25 years and you know now it's just like oh he's he's one of us bring him in we're gonna help him yeah. um so that that showed to me it showed a very 
I don't know. I don't know if I want to say it showed the organization well because it was like, you know, all right, let's bring him in, let's do some witchy stuff and fix his head. Um, but it definitely showed a lot of the character there of, mm-hmm. you know, they're not gonna turn him away just because they don't know him anymore. It's like, no, this is one of ours. Mm-hmm. We're gonna help him. And I, I really liked that side of them. Um, even though, yes, they are portrayed as these, you know, witches, which are traditionally seen as evil. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I, I really, I really did like that touch of, I don't know if humanity is the right word, but that's the closest thing I can come up with to what I'm thinking. So I, there, I used to work for uh, Time Warner Cable, and before that, there, if, if this is way before both of y'all's time, uh, it was Roadrunner was what high speed internet was, and it was through your cable line, and it was before you had the cable company doing it, and it was a partnership between many cable companies to make this new standard and of high speed internet. It was really bleeding edge technology at the time, and I worked for them um, after about eight months a year plus i went ahead and went and did something else for a while when i came back i applied went through the process came on and there was a uh, lady named fran uh she was our marketing person at the time and again this was really small in austin at the time we had nine agents and two management and one of them was marketing to try to see what we could do with this roadrunner product and uh when i left Fran had given me this little Roadrunner and it had a little tag on it and it said, once a Roadrunner, always a Roadrunner. I came back. I mean, it was like two years later. I'd only worked there less than a year. I saw Fran in the hallway. Dana Martin, once a Roadrunner, always a Roadrunner. When I saw that scene you were referring to, that's what I thought of. And in organizations, man, if you can have that sort of rapport with your employees that they leave and if they come back and you're welcoming with open arms you're gonna i mean the whole point they're back they're loyal and i think with the night sisters man there was a staunch loyalty between that coven well i guess it was a coven (laughs) uh and 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 the brotherhood um and yeah, when you're talking about that scene, this is exactly what I thought of is in organizations, when you leave, you come back, you're welcome with open arms. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I think you, you kind of can move that into, okay, I know if you like Apple, you're going to hate what I'm about to say, but the cultish no, Apple, uh, Apple cultish thing, I don't, it's, it's like this whole presence. And when you look at your, <laughs> when you, when you when you look at your, <laughs> I said, I said, here they. <laughs> so, when, for those of you that are just listening and not watching, don't worry about it. So, when uh, Steve Jobs, right? It was cultish, man. He would come out and he's like, ah, and he walked the stage, and they're just uh, every like honey dripping from his mouth. Please feed us. This is amazing. And so when I when I. Th- I, I'm exaggerating. Okay, not really. You're not. <laughs> but but you that that that's insane. Because that was the employees. Those were employees of that 
I, I worked at Dell. I worked at Dell too for a while, and we would have these kind of things like that, but nowhere near. And it was like Michael Dell was like, "I can't make this happen. I'm trying, but I'm not as charismatic, you know, or whatever." Uh, so I, I'd like to think of it like that. Like there's some real world magic that orgs can do. Um, and so Apple kind of pops it in my head that there's this kind of cultish thing. Um, I'm sure there's others. Uh, Listen, when Steve Jobs walked out on that stage and mentioned thousand songs in your pocket and did that with the first ever iPod, the, the crowd went nuts. And it was, it, it, I mean, it quite literally, it did. I will give him, give Apple credit where credit is due. The invention of the iPod changed history. Yeah. Like it did. And I used, I, obviously, I have an old iPhone here that I used to use. Now I'm, I know better. I'm on a Samsung now. So, uh, it's actually one of my favorite things about this phone. I have the, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. Uh, and so I can just fold my phone at, you know, roughly 90 degrees, have it sitting here on my desk, and it's, it's the perfect camera setup. It's great. So you're using your yes. phone? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm on my phone. <laughs> so sorry, Apple. Well, okay, this isn't about tech, Android but, PC uh, master race. Man, I, do, I have been working in the tech field for a long time. I can tell you stories about Apple. All right, uh, <laughs> moving along. So, so yeah, I, I you know, the, I, I, I mean, I don't mean this negatively because I, I think uh, organizations always have their their culture, and within that org culture um it's important to not only build rapport with your uh employees but also there wasn't anyone that could not approach daca Towson, anyone they could everyone though they had their hierarchy everyone was approachable it's that that open door policy right but for real <laughs> like yeah i'm just i got I got my old brother here. I'm just going to slap him here on the, can you guys fix him? Like, there, there no, was, yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh, you got to go through five layers of separation to get it. No, no. Just, just go talk to somebody. Red tape. What's that? <laughs> what's this is red tape? Huh? <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. Oh, man. Well, this was fun, man. Uh, I know we uh, we try to talk about uh, it's just so much. And I think our show, 30, 45 minutes, just isn't enough sometimes to talk about some of this stuff. But uh, we it's good because we can circle back to it at a later date. Um, but thank you guys for uh, joining in this combo because I think it was really fun to to kind of dissect those those witches. And I like this comment. I'm going to show it there, Kat. Uh, not the lemmings of Apple. That was funny. But um Witches is just a term used by people when they don't understand behavior. That I would agree with that, except for my wife's never called me a witch. So that's a joke. General Kenobi. <laughs> don't understand the behavior. You, you are, are a bold one. All right. <laughs> I do like this one too, though. This is absolutely. It's it's true though. It's true. It is. It is. It is. It is absolutely. It is. We can all agree. <laughs> oh, Darth. But Sam. can we all agree? But can we? But can we all agree that Linux is the best uh, OS? Uh, yes. For the layperson, no. But yes. Well, yeah. Well, 
Well, yeah. here's what I always, and I know this is it's way off topic, topic, but my favorite thing about Linux is you, it can take you from being a lay person to learning about how computer programming works and, you know, uh, command line and all that stuff. Man, I was a Red Hat guy way back. Like, again, oh, before you guys were born. Red Hat? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I had a I had a roommate of mine when I lived in, in Omaha who was he's a um uh Linux sysadmin for a company making like eighty grand a year. He's living in the Philippines and like yeah, dude goes a long way in the Philippines. Yeah, exactly. So and like he just does everything from his computer. And I mean he's to the point now where he can literally just you know, set up programs on his computer to do all of his work for him while he goes hangs out at the beach all day. It's fantastic. Um, but he, oh, I'm trying to remember now. He did. He he started to install a version of Linux on or, or Unix uh, on his computer. I'm trying to remember the name, like the variety of it, the flavor of it, if you will. Uh, but it was basically you had to know so much about programming, you had to build it from the ground up mm. like you had to build Jeez. so so everybody that had this operating system and successfully implemented it in, onto their computer everybody had their own unique operating system because they built it yeah wrong with that yeah he got about three quarters of the way through installing drives and all this stuff and he <laughs> it just like kept crashing and there were bugs and he was just like i'm going back to linux i'm going back to I'm going back to my penguin. <laughs> show me the penguin. Well, Michael, we are right. at the point of the show in Corbon Corner where we will talk to our guests for a few minutes. So this is your time to talk, and we're going to ask you a couple questions. Why do you keep looking at it? <laughs> I um, so I, I do have I'm a curious. question. Um, how, how did you get into geekdom? What was your, like, what kind of cracked the seal on that? So, growing up, my dad, so my dad was born in 72. So he was old enough in 1978 or 77 uh, when the first Star Wars came out to go see it in the theater. Um, I was so too. he, <laughs> he was, so he would have been roughly like five, six, five, six. Yeah. Give or take. Um, so he, he knew. I could be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot younger he, than um, I look. He, he grew up. He grew up um, watching those movies as a kid, and then when I came around, um, and then you know George Lucas announces, "Oh, they're doing the prequels." He got really excited for that because, as far as he knew, Star Wars was over. The story was finished. You know, so then he's like. Okay, it's time. And he takes me to go see Phantom Menace. Um, he took me to see all three of the prequels in the theaters. Um, and that's growing up in the Bahamas without movie theaters. So, like, we'd go to Florida to watch these movies. Um, and I remember, because I remember after episode two, he finally introduces me to the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. And I just, which I wish he would have waited until after episode three, maybe. Well, no, because it would have ruined it. But I remember watching episode five. And when Vader says, no, 
I am your father. I was just like, I knew it. (laughs) I don't know. I had that suspicion. I had that suspicion the whole time. I'm like, there's something more going on here. He's either his dad or like, like there's something that, that Obi-Wan didn't tell Luke. And like I picked up on that because I was always very intuitive as a kid, and like seeing the way Alec Guinness does that little like double take when Luke asks him how his father died and how he has to like think how he wants to answer. I'm like, there's something more going. There's 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 something more going on here. But that was how I got involved in Star Wars. And then my dad's like the first Harry Potter book came out before I could even read. Um, and so my dad would literally like read me Sorcerer's Stone as I laid in, like to help me go to sleep at night. Uh, it wasn't until I don't think I started reading them myself until either Prisoner or Goblet of Fire. So like it wasn't until, and I remember being so annoyed when after I finished reading Goblet of Fire that I like I wanted more. I wanted to read more, and the next book wasn't out yet. So I decided to start writing my own, and I got about maybe three sentences in. I went, yeah, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> what house? Yes. Uh, Ignore the colors on my shirt. It has nothing to do with that. I don't know. I will man. give you that hint. Oh, I mean, well, I just I'm think out. everyone's Slytherin like me, so I don't know. There you go. There you go. I'm, yes. I'm surrounded by Slytherin. Every 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 cool. Harry Potter house quiz I've taken, Pottermore, TikTok, uh, Facebooks, one, like every one I've done has always come back Slytherin. <laughs> and I think the reason is is because I'm cunning enough to know what answers are going to give me Slytherin, and that's what I go for. Uh. So hey, I cheat, but it shows my Slytherin side because I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get what I want. Slytherin, not bad. Absolutely. Slytherin, Slytherin is best house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, look Gryffindor. Go away. <laughs> Every test I've taken. Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor. Your name Same. is Slytherin. It's not even... It's an insult in itself. Slither away. What? Oh, my God. I don't know what nah, you're going to next time you're Nah, listen. Listen. <laughs> you going to let me... Are you going to let me in? Listen, I'm going to come... Up to your Gryffindor, you gonna let me slither in and Ravenclaw your Hufflepuff? Oh, see, yeah, who, uh, Agua. No, come on, man. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, Ravenclaw? way better. Listen, I respect Ravenclaws for their their wisdom, their love of knowledge, um, but they're way too passive aggressive for me. <laughs> like, like, you know what you want? Go out and get it. That's right. It's true. Take what you want. It's right. Um, and so then again, Lord of, the, oh, Lord, Lord of the Rings was also a big one. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was also a big one. Um, I remember I've so I was it, like I was an adult when I finally listened to the Lord of the Rings audiobooks. Um, I had watched the movies probably a million times by then and like know them by heart. Um, I listened to the Lord of the Rings audiobook and I'm like, wow, you know. It's so funny to me because there is so much that was either left out or added in to the movies, and yet there is so... I'm not going to say there's no division among the fans, but when you compare it to Star Wars, 
it's it's incredible how united the Lord of the Rings fandom is. Um, and and then of course there I was no the, Star Wars books to base it on first, right? Well, and, well, my, that's my that's my thing too. Is like George Lucas said this, and the fans are like, "That's not my Star Wars." It's like, <laughs> which is why it'd I be love like if, it'd Jr. be like if Tolkien said it'd be like if Tolkien said, um, you know, I don't know, Sauron was gay. I don't know, just throwing something wild out there. And the fans were just like, "That's not my Lord of the Rings." It's like not my Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I, I Lord of the Rings is fantastic, and I remember I had to listen to the Silmarillion about five or six times before I really started to get all the details. Because it's like, it's like, oh, I just finished reading the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna check out the Silmarillion. It's like you went from a coloring book to a basic, you know, second grade math book to uh, engineer level calculus in difficulty. <laughs> like, like it's insane. Um, but I love, I love probably the Silmarillion more than any of the rest because the Silmarillion takes place over like thousands of years and it gives you so much lore. And I could sit here forever and talk about the lore from the Silmarillion, but I won't. It's all good. <laughs> Mike, I, no, thanks man. And, and I think it's important when I can get, members of GNN on and, and talk about who you are because sometimes you're not in the front center like this face or whatever and we need to make sure you're getting that right because we can't do it without you man and it's all about the geekdom wherever it is absolutely so uh, thank you Mike we're going to move into fan theory throwdown slash dark side fan art this isn't fan art or a theory but it is art and it's freaking insane um, so go check this cat out, Jan or Jan Rosansky. He is, I think, from Ooh. Poland. He is an artist, uh, con- concept uh, artist, and illustrator. Uh, here is his site here, uh, Jan Rosansky. Artstation.com. So if we look at this, I'm just gonna leave this here for a sec, and we're gonna look at it for like 15 seconds and be quiet. And I'm gonna ask Zane. When yeah. you see this pick, what goes through your mind? Hmm. A lot goes through my mind in this picture. I love the vibrant use of colors with the green. Yeah. And I really like how uh, in the actual scene, I don't remember there being a whole group of Night Sisters. There. I could be wrong. But it, I like how this picture kind of more shows the camaraderie of yeah. the Night Sisters. Dude, I hate it makes me want to puke, but it is true that teamwork does make the dream work. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it dirty. But it's there's true. A, there's a, a scene in the Percy Jackson movie. Not in I don't know if it's in what the movie? Book, I've ever read them. The first what movie. Like, there is Lightning no movie. Thief. Lightning? Lightning Thief. There is no movie. What are you talking about? Where, <laughs> what they do is they grab an arrow and they just snap it in half. Ah. And then you grab that bunch of arrows and they just can't. Yep. Broken. That's from like, a fan fan project. Uh, it is fan fan project, right? Yeah. Not canon. What this? <laughs> no, the Percy Jackson. The Percy Jackson. Uh, fan made. Yeah, movie. yeah, that was a that yeah. was a fan made movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. For, I'm ex- I'm so excited for the show because that was another book series I grew up reading. Rick Riordan. Mike, what are you seeing in this? Right. In this? Um. I just, I, 
I like I know he's not, but all I can imagine him screaming is Kenobi <laughs> <laughs> as he's just getting like you lifted in the air through sheer magic and what looks to be electricity. Like that literally looks like they're just force lightninging like for, using force lightning. Lightninging is a such a weird word to say. Uh force lightning on him and it's just being like lifted in the air through the sheer force of the, the power of the electricity. That's too cool, man. No, I, I, I I'm sorry. I'm still trying to recover from that joke. I'm glad I wasn't on camera. I about spit my water out. So, uh, but yeah, I, you know, that couldn't have been pleasant. Um, but man, so for those of you that are playing along at home and, just audio. It was uh, a fantastic uh, digital photo of uh, Darth Maul levitating above the altar that we were talking about, and Mother Talonson sitting there leading the charge with all whole bunch of uh, acolyte sisters. It looks like um, not that I like night sisters that much, uh, but look like out the lights to me, and they're raising him and raising him. So it's pretty cool. All right, so to wrap up for today, uh, we talked a lot about the uh, new book from a couple weeks ago that was just released. Uh, what was that called? I got to find it. Uh, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, and that is the story of the 13th sister, Iskat Akaris, and I will be reading that this week. Uh, also, we talked about the matriarchy of the name of the Night Sisters, how that might compare to today, uh, the ex-CEO of PepsiCo and how she was able to bring women into that organization um, and change that organization. We talked about the power of, of community, in a sense, uh, the quote-unquote cultish ways of Apple, but really uh, a very good thing um, to be able to have an organization that you care so much about that cares so much about you. Um, and that led us to then uh, when mall came back and it there was no question it was savage throw him up on the table let's get him going so uh it's clear as head so we talked about all that and then rolled into mike and learned a little bit about one of our wonderful uh i would say not employees you have to be paid to get be an employee but one of our fantastic i was gonna say where's where's my check man <laughs> uh, about that. Talk, talk to the grand poobah about that uh, <laughs> but uh, no i Mike, it's been great and super fun having you on. I'd love to have you on again. Uh, I don't know what your uh, schedule's like, but I will reach out to you. And if you'd like to be on, we'll make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be back on, especially if it's something I know a little bit more about. Uh, Night Sisters are, I know about them, but I'm not as versed in their lore as I am about, say, Mandalore um, or the Jedi and Sith orders themselves uh stuff like that um but yeah no absolutely i'd love to like i have i always have so much fun on these shows because it's just like i i don't have the social circle that i used to to be able to talk about this kind of stuff with my friends and it's just like when i get when i get to come on these shows and i get to just geek out and just you know talk about this kind of stuff it's always fun for me so very cool thanks man well I did forget to mention this. Rancors. They rode Rancors, man. Like, they rode Rancors. I mean, yeah, oh, man, no, in the making. Oh, dude, this has been done. 
by the Night Sisters. Yeah, like they tamed or not tamed, but they they own the they rode Rancors. It was amazing. I can't believe we forgot to talk about that. Uh, I don't have a real world comparison to Rancors, but maybe. Well, no, not even an elephant because they're not so dangerous. I got nothing. Right. But I forgot to talk about that. So don't forget, check them out. Rancors. Uh, next week, I'm not sure what we'll talk about. I I have Darth <laughs> Nellisa. Uh, uh, not I can't. Whatever. Nihilus. 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 Sorry, Nihilus. Just say nihilism. No, I, yeah. It's still a mouthful. I couldn't even see Lord Dark, of Dark, Dark, Dr. Dana. I couldn't even say that a while ago. So what and it's my show. Um so, we're gonna we're gonna get you we're gonna I, I, I we're gonna get you to get to say that perfectly. We're gonna and then I'm just gonna sound grab that and make it a sound bit. Well, I'm like a stream deck. We're gonna move on into Yeah. <laughs> dark side deep dive. Whatever. Oh man. Uh, I'll put up a poll. This is the Dark Side really? Deep Dive with Dr. Dana. Thanks. See, we can get it. Uh, I really appreciate everyone who voted in the poll. Uh, I didn't expect but two or three people, and we had a few. So I was real excited. So, yeah, I don't mind throwing stuff out there uh, to have you guys vote on it, and we'll have the show interactive that way as well. Uh, so next week, Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus. Nihilus? Lord of Hunger. Uh, or... I'm not sure yet. Uh, probably Treya. Dark Treya. Dark Treya. Um, and, and we'll flip-flop the very next week. We'll do the other because they're connected, and then we'll throw Scion in there. So we'll just have the triumvirate over the next three weeks, the triumvirate. But I'll let you all decide. I'll put a poll up on TikTok and have you guys let me know what you want to do. Uh, but until then, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Zane. It was a pleasure. And an honor. And we will see you guys next week. Remember, kids, peace is a lie. There is only passion. You guys have a good night. Oh, y'all can say bye too. I'll wait oh. to hit the outro. No. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye.